This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The title of this message today is In His Hands. Uh, Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, and I'm going to be reading out of the Voice Bible. The Bible says, The word of the Eternal came to Jeremiah, Eternal One, Go down to the potter's shop in the city and wait for my word. Oh, I could, and I think I will just stop right there for a minute. You know, uh, I, I remember as a young uh, Christian, even before I became a Christian, I knew where I needed to go, and I and I was I didn't realize it uh, at first, but I was waiting for God's word. I needed to hear what God had to say about my life. I don't know if if you uh, you know are like uh, uh, me. I don't I don't wait well when I'm hungry. When, I, when I'm hungry, I, I want my stuff and I want it now. Read why a lot of people, you know, when you say, let's go to the house of God, they go, well, you know, we'll wait on that. No, you need to learn how to wait on the word and know where the word is come. When they come to the house, there needs to be worship. Well, we didn't have worship today. Honey, when I got up this morning and I took my first breath, I did it worshiping God. I didn't have to say anything because sometimes silence is praise. Sometimes just being grateful. I woke up not dead again today. I'm going to help you now whether you know. It ain't going to take much to bump my bucket and get all up on over into here. I could fill up all of this space right here. I could fill every moment, every minute, every time because I've been walking and talking with him all week long. I didn't, I didn't, didn't wait up and say, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do today. See, you know, are you listening? Oh no, when you got a big tank, you got to start early in the week. You got to start, for me, I have to start on Monday. Refilling, replenishing, renewing the, the supply. And I don't get it, I don't let it get too low. I, I'm not going to walk too low. Are you listening? I don't run down near where the idiot light is on in my life most of the time on empty. I know how and where to fill up from. And I learn how to wait on the word. It says right here, wait for my word. Oh, we could go a long way with don't do anything till you wait for the word. Wait till you've heard what God said. I recommend this every morning. Highly recommend that you get up, have your coffee, do whatever it is, but make it a routine that I'm waiting to, I'm, I'm watching on my post and I'm waiting to see what the Lord will say to me. Because when God says something, he's not just going to tell you, he's going to show you. Everybody say, I need a revelation. I need a revealing, an unfolding of the word. See, I'm not just going to read through it, you know, uh, with uh, and mentally ascend to it while I'm thinking about my laundry list and my to-do list and, and what I need to do and everything that I'm going to be facing. The first thing I'm going to do is face face-to-face with God. I'm going to put my I'm going to put my look in this book and I'm going to wait for his word. 
Everybody say, wait for my word. All right, you could go home now if you just did that one thing. It would change your life forever. If you did it consistently every day, it would change your life forever. Amen. (laughs) Uh, I don't have the facts and figures, but I I will bring it the next time I come. Of People that choose, uh, you know, the large amount, like $50,000 or something like that, and those that would choose that over choosing one penny doubled every day for 30 days to see who comes out further. Praise the Lord. Everybody, come back next week. I'll be on next week's menu, amen. I'll make sure Pastor Sandy has it because she loves that kind of stuff. The potter uh, said, he said, so I went down to the potter's shop and found him making something on the wheel. And as I watched, the clay vessel in his hands became flawed and unusable. So the potter started again with the same clay. He crushed and squeezed and shaped it into another vessel. That was to his liking. In that moment I heard again God's word for his rebellious people. O people of Israel can I not do the same to you as this potter has done. You are like clay in my hands. I will mold you as I see fit. Word of the Lord. Father we thank you for your word and the help of the Holy Spirit in this house to open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears a soften hardened hearts God in the name of Jesus we're careful to give you all the praise and the glory for you alone sir you alone can change lives but we thank you today that we will not remain the same we will not leave as we have entered we will not experience an unchanged Life when we come in contact with you, the unchanging God. Thank you, Master. And our prayer is, Lord, change me. Change my heart. Change my mind. Change my life. There are those that are listening, Lord, that need a change of circumstance and situation. There are those that need change in relationships in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. That you are the God who doesn't change, but you can change everything. Give us the one thing today that will and can change everything. Your word. Your word. And we give you praise and glory and honor. And if you can agree, say amen. He says this, can I not do the same to you as this potter has done? You are like clay in my hands. And I will mold you as I see fit. You know, we serve a can-do God. I don't serve a God who cannot do. I serve a God who can do. And the Bible says here that he is the creator. He has both the authority and the ability. He has the authority, the right, and the right judgment. He has the ability for he is merciful and grace, full of grace and loving kindness. His heart and his hand, God has both the want to, but God also has a can do. He is the creator. Ephesians 2 and 11 says this in the NIV. I'm going to pull out pieces and we're going to piece together this puzzle so you get a fuller picture. It says this, for we are God's handiwork. 
created in Christ Jesus. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the voice Bible, it says, For we are the product of his hand. Heaven's poetry etched on lives, created in the anointed Jesus to accomplish the works God arranged long ago. It says in the Passion Bible, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny has given each of us, for we are we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. In, the, in Ephesians 2 and 12, the Amplified Bible says this, For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, and a work of art created in Christ Jesus. Now here's the description of being in his hands and in Christ Jesus. It says we are reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used. For good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Let me ask you, are you ready to live the good life that's been made ready for you? Well, it all depends then on, uh, on whether or not we will uh, be the clay in his hands. For the Bible... We talked about the potter, but the Bible goes on then to talk about the clay. The clay that's in his hands and on his wheel. The Bible says in the different translations it will help us to understand and expand uh, our uh, insight and comprehension into the ways and purposes of God. It says that the clay became, became flawed and unusable in his hands and on his wheel. The clay turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you are working with clay, the Message Bible, in his hands and on his wheel. The Bible goes on in various translations and describes that the clay was ruined in his hands and on his wheel. The clay was spoiled in his hands and even while on his wheel. The clay fell. If you know anything about uh, the process, you watch a lump of clay, the, the, the creator, the artist, the potter begins to pull and push. But mainly first he has, to, he, has to, he has to make a hole in the middle of the lump of clay. And then he begins to pull. He begins to pull. He begins to draw the clay upward. Are you listening? But it says this, that the, that the clay fell. The clay fell it, in his hands while he was working on it, on his wheel. It also says that the clay in his hands and on his wheel, these are all scriptural translation. I'm not borrowing from anywhere. It says that the vessel was broken in his hands and on his wheel. In another translation, it says there would be something, there, there would be something wrong with the pot in his hands and on his wheel. 
One translation goes on to amplify it further for us. It says, the jar did not turn out as he had hoped in his hands and on his wheel. You know, uh, another translation says, whenever the clay would not take the shape that he wanted in his hands and on his wheel. That's the contemporary English translation. And then it says, whenever a piece of pottery turned out imperfect in his hands and on his wheels, we go back to the potter. You know, God, who is the potter, he says, we are the clay. He has no throwaways. He just has another way. Now, of note, I will tell you that I have seen folks turn away from God. I have seen folks walk away from God. Either they did not uh, believe, just chose to not believe, I won't believe, or they stopped believing the love that God has for them. They stopped believing that God is good, and he is only working good in all of our lives. Somewhere down the line, to turn away, to walk away, is to believe wrong about God. Thus, as the Bible says, we, there is an imperfection. There is a flaw. There is a turning out badly, a ruination, a spoiled, a falling in our life. Something goes wrong when our believing turns from God rather than turning towards God. The Bible says that in many of the translations, if you add them up together, it says, but... God, the potter began to, he reworked the clay. He remade, which means he made it again. I like this, uh, I like this uh, translation. It says he tried again. God tried again. You know, God's trying to get our attention. God's trying to mold us. God's trying to get us ready. God's trying to get a greater willingness and a greater obedience in our life that when he looks at you, he sees his son, Jesus. To be in Jesus is, does God see Jesus in you, reflected in you? Does God see that there's the same walk and the same talk, the same, the same believing, the same faith and the same faithfulness? Oh, come on now. Somebody ought to help me in this house today. I don't need you to pat me on the back. I'm already happy. Oh, I'm already happy because, see, I've learned that understand the process, the reman, the reman, the remanufacturing. I, I, I thank God that when, when, when God looks at me, he ain't working on the old me, honey. No, he recreated me brand new in Jesus. He got new material to work with. He says the same clay, but I'm not supposed to see myself in the same way as the same old me. I'm supposed to see me like God sees me. He sees me in Christ Jesus, in his hands, on his wheel. And he don't have a throwaway. He just has another way. And if something were to go wrong, if it do turn out badly, somebody need to be in my house today with me. Just, just, just wave your hand just a little bit here. You need to understand the process. Now, 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 before you get too happy, you need to understand that the Bible says, 
I didn't say this. The Bible says it. It says he crushed it. When it, when it, when it didn't take the shape that he wanted, it said he started over and what he does, he crushed it and made it into a lump of clay again. He just, he just, he just, as the voice by says, he, he crushed it. He didn't stop there. He, he squeezed it. He crushed it and he squeezed it. I don't know if you've ever been crushed. I don't know if you've ever been crushed and, and you told the devil, you leave me alone. And it wasn't the devil. It, it, it wasn't the devil what was your problem. It wasn't the devil doing it to you. I know some of you still living and the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do are you listening? The devil don't make nobody do nothing. The devil deceives people and people choose to do what they do. You just do like you do because you are like you are. You know what I'm talking about. If you with me, thank God like Paul, I can agree of whom I am the chief of sinners. But by grace, hallelujah, I am what I am. I, I thank God that I'm going to put off of the old man. I gotta, I gotta have to put off the old man. It's the new man. That God's interested in. He's looking for his son in me. And he's going to take me through the process. Oh, I don't know if you've ever felt crushed. If you've ever been squeezed. And ever you just didn't understand. You know, uh, you got bent out of shape. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got all messed up, all bent out of shape. Just seemed like, you know, nothing makes sense. Void and without form. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void. And without form, because something happened from the original creation, it fell. And it was a turning inside out and a upside down and twisting it all around. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the darkness and the waters, waiting for the word. Waiting for the word. Oh, I will wait on the Lord. I will wait. At, and watch at my post until what he says to me because the, the, in the saying of God is the blessing of God. When a creator uses, we use words to communicate, the creator uses words to create. There is no word from God void of creative power. What is he creating? The new you. Oh, come on. You need to just go like this over yourself. You're looking at Whatever your name is, 2.0, the new you. It's the new you. You need to quit rehearsing the curse with the devil that you're the old person you've always been. No, you're the same clay. Are you understand? You're the same clay. What's that clay? Made in the image of God. Made in the likeness of God. Made by God for God. Oh, I'm getting excited. I shouldn't holler. You know, I hang around with a hollerer. A hollerer. She ha, she have to, Pastor, why you got 77 acres down in the country? I got a hollerer. <laughs> I have to get her out where, where she can holler. Amen. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. 
And I could be way down on the other side and say, I really, I can't hear you now. You're going to have to come a little closer, amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> Put you in a, a football stadium or even just in front of a TV. You could be listening to a radio and just lose your fool self. Hollering at the radio. Hollering at the TV. Hollering with everybody else. They're spent real good money to buy your seat. Amen. Are you listening? Well, I got something, you know. Uh, uh, Jesus said, a greater preacher than Jonah is here. A greater girl than the Queen of Sheba is here. Amen. He's something to holler about, isn't he? This God that's working on the new you. You need to stop. You need to stop rehearsing the cursed you. You need to start. You need to start accepting the blessed you. You're blessed by God. God re is remaking you and he's blessing you saying something, waiting on his word. I'm waiting to hear what God has to say. I know what other folks call me. I know. Uh, I know all of them names I've been called. But I'm going to tell you what, when he called me. When he called me to come up and come out from among them. When he said, I'm going to put a, a, a new heart in you. When he gave me a new name. Oh, Pastor, you got a new name? Yes, I got a new name. I'm in Christ. I'm his workmanship. I'm his work of heart, work of art. Heaven is etched in my heart. The word that I've waited on all these years didn't just get in my ears or in my sight. It's down in my heart and in my understanding. And it's coming out of my, uh, of my mouth in abundance and with power. Believed and received. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got a new name. They used to say, were you sick? No, I'm not sick. I'm the healed and the made whole. Uh, he said, you poor little bit. No, I'm not poor. I'm never going to be poor again. Poor no more. I've been redeemed from poverty. I am the redeemed and I say so. What you call your own self? I call myself called by God. He called me to walk with him and talk with him and to walk near him. He called me to know him and to make him known. He called me healed and whole. He called me rich, not poor. He called me delivered, set free. He called me. And I think I'll choose to believe what he done called me. Oh, that was the old me. Amen. Paul said, we have wronged no one. We've done nothing. And there he stood holding the coats of those instigating the murder of Stephen. How could a man say that? Because that old man doesn't exist anymore. Because I'm not who I used to be. I am in the process of becoming all that he called me. To be. He calls those things that are not. Well, I'm not. That's all right. He calls those things that are not. Well, I'm not. Well, it's okay, but he still calls those things that are not. Yeah, but I'm not healed. I'm sick. No, he calls them things which are not as though they already were. So you're not lying when you say, I am the healed. I am the made whole of God. 
even when you're dealing with sickness and disease and symptoms all up in the middle of you, you got to agree with God because if God agree with you that you're sick, you're done. You're going to not just be sick, you're going to stay sick until God says something different. God's never going to say anything different of you that because by the stripes that wounded Jesus, your healing was paid for. Paid in full. Whether or not you ever claim it for yourself. How do I claim it? I got to believe it and I got to receive it by faith, by faith, but faith is released with the mouth. Faith is released with the mouth. Well, I'm not believing it. Well, then you need, you ain't receiving it neither then. You know, are you listening? It didn't say, and God felt. At first, he didn't really feel like it. But he waited till he felt like it. And as soon as he felt like it, then God said. No, God just said it by faith. And there it was. Well, there before he said it. No. Now listen, in him it was. But did he have to say it in the, to get it out of the realm of the spirit into? Somebody say, I need a proper translation. Well, let me tell you how to translate it out of the invisible to the visible. You say it by faith. I am the healed and made whole. Yeah, but, I've, I've, but the devil goes, but you feel sick. It don't matter how I feel. My faith is going to declare I'm well. I'm healed and made whole. Yeah, but you don't. But, but you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Well, that's a, you'd be lying. Not if you're saying the truth. Not if you're agreeing with God. Will the devil ever tell you the truth? Where sickness and disease come from, God or the devil? Well, now see, I think the devil. No, there's where you're thinking is wrong. Amen. God don't got no sickness and disease. Yeah, but God made Job sick. No, God didn't make Job sick. God let Job get sick. No, God can't tell a lie. The devil said, you got to hedge your protection around him. And the Lord says, you know, you're so stupid, you can't even see that there's a low spot in the wall. He's fearful. He's let it down. He's, he's just doing a routine, ritual, religious, uh, uh, rigorously, uh, religiously offering a ritual, but he's afraid. That's not faith. I said, that's not faith. I said, that's not faith. You listen? How's the devil get in? Through fear. Fear's always the door open. I ain't got time to teach all about that, but now, you know, uh, we might need to rework some things here. We might need to get in there and tanker and, and adjust some of your, some of your stinking thinking. What's that smell? The belts are burning. Yeah, you seized up. <laughs> we need to get some oil of the Holy Ghost in there. Hallelujah. Help you just look. Oh, forgive me for you re- using terminology that's not, uh, you know, uh, that everybody doesn't understand. A lot of times folks ain't going to understand God talk. I'm going to make it as plain and simple as I can. But hallelujah means praise the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. Whether you believe it, whether you understand it, whether it makes you uncomfortable, he like it. Hallelujah. Greatly to, worthy to be praised and should be greatly praised. Hallelujah. He's a working on me. 
I'm still in his hands. I'm still on his will. He has no throwaways. Even though uh, I have been crushed and squeezed and boy just shaped into a lump of clay again, aren't you glad that God is creating a place of willingness and readiness to be molded, to be shaped another way? as it seems good to the potter. Let me tell you, God's not good with you being not good. And I'm not talking about your performance or your behavior. God's not good with the devil doing stuff to you that he has no right to do to you if you choose to allow God to be your God. And you know, you can do that. Believing is a decision, it's a choice. You don't have to have uh, be dominated by the devil and have the devil's junk on your life. You can make a decision. And I highly suggest that in these days and times that you start getting ready for what God has made ready for you. I'm going to tell you, world, well, this old world, are you hearing? This old world is rotten to the core. It is not, we're not here to fix it all up and patch it all up. We're just in an extension of time. Do you understand? But we're on God's timetable and we don't know the day or the hour, but you ought to recognize the season. You better come out for from this ontoward generation. You better come out from those that have rejected Jesus. You better come out for those who want to declare God is dead because God raised him from the dead and together with him, he will raise you from into a new life. You better take God's option and opportunity right now while you can. You need to seek the Lord while he may be fine because there's gonna come a moment in time. It may be sooner. It may be later. You're not guaranteed that in one way way or the other you don't know in a moment's time one heartbeat one breath away from eternity where are you gonna be because when the tree falls down it can't get back up again whichever way it falls that's where it's gonna lay Eternity is a long, long time to be separated from God. And that's what eternal death is, to be separated forever from God. You better get what with God while the getting's good. You know, which brings us to the third and final point. Are you still okay today? I know you can't take but more than 15 minutes. I understand. I understand. Are you listening? I'm not here to diminish you. I'm not here to come down to that level. I'm here to bring you up into a greater measure. I'm here to help you, to help yourself. Uh, But you know, I eat like a little bird. Yeah, I understand that, you know. But if you're going to operate in the favor of God, you're going to have to learn to accept the heap and help. He better bring your to-go boxes with you. I said boxes. God's a plural God. God's more than enough. Ah, I just, you know, I just don't believe that. I mean, God hadn't even never been enough. And he, if he has done anything, it's just enough. Well, listen, that's your measure of God. That's not God's measure of himself or of you. Your recreated human spirit has been built to last forever, has been built to be in this word, wait on this word forever, and he'll unfold it and unfold it and unfold it and unfold it, and you'll get greater and greater and greater and fruitful and more fruitful. And the Bible says you don't even have to wait to heaven. It says Jesus said you will do greater things. You had to bring a greater 
You better bring a greater measure to the seed if you're going to have a greater harvest in your life. Somebody need to help me in this house today. I feel like a preaching. Must be I've been hanging around. Must be her preach that left because she didn't go to the beach. Just jumped on me. I got the double portion today. Amen. Oh, it take a mountain man. Glory be to God. <laughs> Don't let me lose you. I'm going to include myself in this. Well, why you just talk about yourself? Myself is all I got to be able to talk about. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm not all by myself. It's what Jesus had done for this boy. I'm not going to brag on me, but I sure am going to brag on him. I mean, you know, myself needed some help. Because sooner or later, here's the third point, the starting over. The message Bible says the potter simply started over with the same lump of clay. Well, I, 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 I just wish I were somebody else. Honey, when you get born again, you are somebody else. You are now, you were a nobody, but now you're a somebody. God, who is the master at calling things that are not as though they already were, is also a master of taking nobodies and making them somebodies. Well, I'm a nobody to a, a, a whole lot of folks, but I'm somebody to him. <laughs> oh, glory to God. You need to, you need to agree with me. You need to get, let some of this just splash over on your little empty self. I mean, just let it run down the wall of your empty cup. Even just a little drop will do you where this is concerned to realize that when God looks at you, he go, man, you are something else. You know, Pastor Sandy has told me at times, she goes, boy, you are so, you are something else. She's also said to me, you know, you a piece of work. I go, yeah, his work. I'm something else to Jesus. I don't have to be like everybody else. Amen. Oh, I, they told me, you know, to be a good preacher, you need to drive a sports car. You need to buy some golf clubs. You need to get some penny loafers. <laughs> you, you, you need to wear some khaki pants. My wife has said, your legs, them chicken legs, you, you, you need some skinny jeans. I said, 63-year-old folk don't wear skinny jeans. You understand? I'm telling you, nothing looks any worse than an old man in the skinny jeans. I don't care if your legs are skinnier or what. I digress, don't I? But anyway, no farm living is the life for me. Out in the country where I can breathe. Amen. Put some blue jeans and a plaid shirt. It's all I need. Hallelujah. I found out you could be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Boy, I tell you, it was a hard thing to not let the world and the religious world mold me into their shape. Are you listening? But I sure am glad I found out how God made me. I sure am glad that when he looks at me, all I know is that he made me to appreciate green grass and, and, and tall oak trees and brown cows and hogs rooting acorns. Are you listening? Amen. And riding a tractor. I'm glad God gave me an appreciation for those things because when I do those things, I feel his pleasure. 
And I know I'm right where I need to be and being who I'm supposed to be because he's working on me. It's the same clay. Born in the country, raised on a farm. Are you listening? With all the experiences that have been redeemed and now used for the glory of God. There's some stuff that's not useful. But there are other things that God says, we're going to use that. That's useful to me. If you let me redeem that, I'm gonna, we're going to reclaim that in your life. And that's going to be for the glory of God. Oh, you're not listening to me. But sooner or later, every one of us will be faced with the reality of starting over. Something happens in life, you know. Have you ever had anything happen in life? A disaster, a death, an illness, a breakup, a divorce, some sort of loss, a flaw, a spoiling. A ruining, a breaking, a falling, things turn out badly. Life takes a turn, doesn't it? But you know, it's still on the potter's wheel and in his hands, crushed and squeezed. I need to talk to somebody that perhaps today even is facing a starting over. Starting over from a place of loss is even harder than starting for the first time. Because when we first start out in life, even this new life in God, we're equipped with hope and dreams and expectations and the strength of youthful desire and energy. And the limited knowledge that Things don't always work out the way we had hoped, the way God had hoped. Sometimes life fails to take the shape that God would have had it to take. When all of the hopes and dreams and expectations and strength, when these are all stripped away, And we're starting over from broken. It's not so easy. I wonder if there's anybody here today that has ever been faced with having to start over from broken. You know, fears come knocking, don't they? In the the devastation and the ruins and the silence. Sometimes at midnight, sometimes... Late, late when everybody else in the world is quiet. Fears come knocking when we're the most vulnerable because we're suffering from weakness and emptiness that's the result of the brokenness. Everybody has a fear of not making it. Anybody that's ever had to face starting over understands far too well the fear of failure the fear of the future, the fear of tomorrow, the fears of what ifs. What do you do when life is turned upside down, when life takes a turn and everything gets turned upside down and inside out and seems to be spinning out of control? 
Let me give you three things, four things really here. When you feel like I should just give up, if you give up, you die. We've talked about that before. The thing sometimes that has only kept me from giving up is I knew if I gave up this one time, I would probably get on a road that I'd give up every time when life got difficult. When you get in the pressure of the curve, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you're spinning too fast, you get in the pressure of the curve, there's a tremendous, there's the G-force that's knock you off balance. You're unable to catch your equal, find your equilibrium in the turn. We're in a time of turning in history, in his story. Perhaps you're in a time of turning in your story, the turning of the page. And where you were is not where you are anymore. You're in the pressure, in the imbalance, in the, in the place of it's hard to find my equilibrium because God is turning the page. Perhaps starting, a brand, or starting over in a brand new chapter or a sequel called the rest of the story. Number one, do we give up or die, or do we choose to go on and to live? To go on sometimes means I have to stay on the wheel. I have to stay in his hands. You know, when we're ready to give up, we can decide to rise up. And when we do, we'll find that then the potter's hand, he begins to pull up. He spins the wheel and he pushes downward. Oh, I could preach on this for a while. The first pressure is he pushes downward in the middle of the clay and he makes a space. And then he begins to pull up. Begins to pull up the lump. How many of you here today might need God to pull you up? Pull you up from that place of brokenness. That place of not even understanding everything but we turn number one we turn to God in the turning we must learn to turn to God turn to God turn to God how many people that when life takes a turn they turn from God but we must turn to God in the face of everything going wrong I've learned out of a decision, and to say it by faith, to override my emotions and my feelings, I've learned to turn to God and say, but you're still good, and you're always right. And you always are going to work both right and good. You lead me in the paths of righteousness because of your own namesake. I am your own. I am called by your name. You called me your own. You chose me, and I responded and chose you. So, God, you will always be right. Every man and every devil will always be found a liar, but you will always be true. You will always be right. And the truth is, God, is that if you're right, if that means I have to admit that I'm wrong, it's okay. Okay. 
Because, because who am I to say that you are wrong? Who am I as the clay to say to the potter, why have you made me this way? Why did I have to go through what I'm going through? Why did this happen? Why, God, why? Well, there's a process. God works with what he has to work with. The Bible says that the potter, he said, you're like clay in my hands. Remember, sometimes there's something wrong with the pot. There's a flaw in the clay. Sometimes the clay doesn't take the shape. It just won't respond. But he doesn't give up. He says, yes, you will. I'll just add a little water here. I'll just, I'll just take you, I'll just take you back down to where you're more willing and more ready to make a change. And then you, and you realize it'll be me. It won't be you by your own power. I know you're quiet today because you need to know, number two, and we choose to trust God. We turn to God, but we have to choose to trust God. What do you do when you don't know what to do? When you don't understand what is God doing? When you don't know, see, I know this one thing. I will trust him. I will trust the Lord. David said, what time I am afraid, I will trust the Lord. I choose to trust the Lord. I decide I'm just going to trust. I don't know if there's anybody in this house or anybody out there listening to me right now in the sound of my voice that when everything else is spinning out of control, I back up into the, into the uh, place where I feel his hand. The Bible says in the Old Testament, many places, says the hand of my God came upon me. The hand of my God, the, of the Lord, was upon me. I remember... Uh, I remember uh, being in a line one time in church, and Kyle, my son, was just you know about this about waist high, his shoulders, and I, and and to keep track of him, you know, in a crowd in a big place, or to keep him in line, to keep him close to me, I had my hand on his shoulder, and you know, as little boys do, and he was just a little boy, you know. The, 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 there's the draw of the distraction. There's the inability to be still. There's the inability to just wait, you know, uh, if things are moving too slow or taking too much time. And, you know, uh, I was there, I had my hand on him, and he would wiggle, and I just put a little pressure. He'd go this way, and I'd, I'd put a little pressure. He'd, he'd, and I'd put a little pressure. I didn't have to say anything. He just knew, see, he, he understood. And he trusted me. He didn't know why it was taking so long. He didn't know why we were in the line. He didn't understand, but we were in a God thing. I didn't know everything. I just knew he's here with me and he needs to stay with me. I need to keep him close. Because he's my responsibility and I want things to turn out right for both of us. You know, God sometimes doesn't have to say anything. You just feel his pressure. 
on you. You feel his hand, his good hand on your life. And where we would turn to the left or to the right, he goes, no. And he doesn't even have to say it. He just, steady. Just steady. When we wiggle, he just steadies us, doesn't he? I will wait for the word of the Lord. I will wait for the release of the Lord. I will wait. I won't let the devil push me, but I will let God prod me forward when it's time. When it's his time. Number three, we have to take courage. You know, let me just say this. There are times when you just trust God. That's the only answer I have. Well, I don't understand, so I'll just trust God. I, I don't know, but I just am going to trust God. He knows. Well, we need to do something. No, we need to just trust God. Well, what are you doing? What are you believing? I'm believing that I need to just trust God. And if I don't know what to do, I'm not going to do anything except just trust God. Have you ever been in a place where it was just trust and other people put pressure on you? They didn't. You need to be doing something. You need to, you know, we need to fix this. It's like, no, there's no fix in man's realm. I'm going to just trust. Oh, this is for somebody today. See, when you feel like you've been reduced to nothing, when you've been reduced to just trusting God, everything is possible then. Because now, Paul said this, he said, I would not have you ignorant. He said, of everything we went through, we were pressed beyond measure. We wanted, we despaired of even life itself. He said, we wanted to die. He said, but it worked out in that we no longer trusted in ourselves. See, because trusting in oneself, there's something wrong with the pot. Trusting in one's own power or ability makes us unusable. Because greater things only come out of just trust and obey God. He does the works. Of my own self, I can do nothing. Have you ever found yourself in such a place of brokenness that you are able to come face to face with the fact and acknowledge the truth? Of my own self, I can do nothing. But the Father in me. But this greater one in me, this Jesus in me, the hope of all and any glory to be given to God in me. I'm in Christ and he is in me. I'm in the anointed one and in his anointing and he will do the work. He will do the work. Oh, I hear the sound of, I hear the sound of miracles and healings and deliverances. And restorations and divine prosperities. Number three, you have to take courage. You know, we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. I don't have to look back very far. 
you know, when I see the empty tomb. I know that some people want to, you know, uh, uh, and this is important that we do understand that Jesus was a man who walked among us and did miracles and his ministry and all that. But let me tell you something, the, the, the one thing, the one thing, and you get backed up against the wall, is not this. He did all of this. The one thing that, that, that is our hope for the future is the empty tomb says, it ain't over. When it feels like it's all over. When the lump of clay is pushed back down. When the ruined jar is pushed back down. It ain't over. God ain't done yet. He's not. He is going to make another way. I don't know if there's anybody in here that has ever faced that road signs that said no way. Have you ever come have you ever come to the dead ends that said wrong way? Have you ever come to the places where it was just one way and that was and that wasn't it didn't look like this? I'm never going to connect. I'm never going to get on the right road. I'm never going to, I'm just on this one-way road to hell. I'm, you know, they sing a song and the world celebrates that song, you know, the highway to hell. Honey, get off that one. Yeah. Amen. I mean, you ain't got enough hell on the highway to hell to know that where you're headed to is even worse. Amen. Singing a silly song. Yeah, but I like the beat. Well, you ain't going to like the heat. <laughs> get off what in hell do you want <laughs> to quote Jesse Duplantis I didn't think of that you know turn to your neighbor and say what in hell do you want oh y'all aren't participators you're just spectators you think that by you saying hell it's going to be a no no it's not politically correct I understand that but Jesus talked about hell And folks will go there. And I'll tell you, folks are living a hell on earth. But here come heaven. You know, we encourage ourselves. The Bible says heaven is etched. Etched. You can't steal my property if, if my name is etched on it. My identification number is etched on it. Amen. Bought by the blood of Jesus. Etched on my life. Amen. Mm, devil can't touch this. You do. You in trouble, boy. Some of you are like, oh, the devil, the devil. You need to, you know, you just need to, you know, I mean, chest bump a little bit, you know. I mean, tag team up with the Lord. Amen. Are you listening? You run over your corner and go, hey, Jesus. Hey, redeemed, bought by the blood, but blocked, Holy Ghost filled, devil stomping, chopping me, myself, and him, <laughs> the great I am, and I am his. Oh, don't make me holler. My throat's starting to hurt. I don't know how Pastor Sandy does it. You know, she got little pipes. She's little, but she's loud. Amen. Glory be to God. Don't blame it on me. God has another way. The devil would say, there's only one way for you. No, God has another way. He will make you new. He has another way. You can 
Oh, I hear this in my spirit. You can still get there from here. Who am I talking to today? You can still get there. See, it ain't over. You simply start over the same clay. You, yourself, and your own self. Your life is his masterpiece. Take courage. You are his work of art. Take courage. You are his. You are in his hands. As the, his own words, as the potter works the clay, so I work in your life. Is this helpful to you? If we understand his ways, see, it makes it easier to go his way, doesn't it? It makes it easier to stay on the wheel and in his hands. Number four, place your life in his hands on purpose today. You know, I can choose. I decide, God, I'm yours and I'm in your hands. And I'm asking you to make me another way today. We're going to pray real quick uh, here. Uh, it's not going to, it doesn't take all day. You've taken too much time already, dear friend. Listen to me, you've taken too much time already. You think God's taking his sweet time. It's because you're taking too much time to decide. Nobody have got up in your face and called you face to face with the truth. And said, you have got to choose. And in fact, you will choose. And you do choose. You either reject God or you receive God. You either listen. Listen, you look beyond this little monkey of a preacher. I know, I understand I'm just a messenger. Why are you all upset about the crinkled up envelope? Listen to me. It's the one that has wrote you a love letter that's calling you to himself. And he has been calling a long time. I don't normally say this, but I'm going to tell you what now. There's some people that God says, this is the last time. The devil has some plans for you, son. The devil has some plans for you, girl. And this might be your only time. That somebody is standing in the place and telling you the absolute truth and you need to choose today who you're going to serve. Why are you pointing your finger? I'm not scolding you, but I am talking to you. God said with, Jesus said this, he said, if I with the finger of God drive out the devil, I drive the devil out of your space and give you grace right now to choose. The devil has no right to manipulate or to deceive, distract, so he can destroy you any longer. Listen to me. God's talking to you. Today is your day. Today's the day of salvation. You know, when the train leaves the station, the conductor, the the engineer will blow the whistle. I'm blowing the whistle today. Last warning, last call. Don't let, don't leave this life without being on the good old gospel train. Because this train is bound for glory, this train. Pray this simple prayer with me. Just take God at his word. You've been waiting on the word of the Lord today. Word of God. Word of the Lord. Get your ticket. Get your heart. Get your life straight with Jesus. He loves you.
He loves you enough to tell you the truth. He loves you enough. He loves you enough to kind of just wake up right now. Let's pray this simple prayer. Jesus, take my life. Come into my heart. I believe you and I receive you right now. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of going my own way. I turn to you. I will trust you. I will be encouraged today that you are calling me, that you are able to do with me as the potter has done with the clay. Change me, Jesus. Change my life. Change my mind. Change my heart. Change my life from the inside out. I'll give you all the glory. I'll follow you the rest of my days, and I thank you for it. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead, Father, and that together with him, you're able to raise me to new life as well. I take it by faith, and I thank you for it. Amen. Listen, thank you for your time today. If you made that decision, I want to encourage you. Get Contact us. Let us know. Don't be a secret Christian. You're, you... You need to let this, uh, you need to tell somebody. We'd love to be your somebody. Uh, contact us. There are various different ways. We're all over the Internet and available. You know, you have uh, accelerated access today. We'll help you all that we can. You need a good church home. Read your Bible every day. You need to be around people of like precious faith that can help you. And no baby should be left in the hospital all on its own or left on the street corner. No, it needs to come home and be around people, the family that it was born into, that it will that it will be loved in. So we'd love to love on you and help you in any way that we can. Till the next time, listen, and I know there are those of you out there, you have a heart that's at rest because you know how very blessed you are. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.